Off the Ball Daily. A home for your favourite podcasts from Off the Ball. I might create a new game. I looked at creating a game that just has four pockets on. I looked at the table, we started playing it. I went, you know what, I like this. It's a cross between Paul and Snooker. Subscribe to the Off the Ball Daily podcast feed right now. The Football Daily on Off the Ball. Hello and welcome to Tuesday's Football Daily. I'm Phil Egan and we'll start with last night's game at St. James's Park. Nil all draw between Newcastle and Leicester secured a top four finish in the Premier League for Newcastle who play in the Champions League for the first time in 20 years. Eddie Howe took over in November 2021 with the club second from bottom just a month after the Saudi-backed consortium took over the club. The Newcastle boss says they've achieved Champions League qualification ahead of schedule. He also says they'll continue to be sensible in the transfer market. He'll become just the third Newcastle manager in history to lead the club into the Champions League. And Howe wants to bring silverware to the club. Whenever you achieve something, the, the, the focus goes not just happy to participate, you want to succeed and you want success. And I want, to, I want success massively for this football club. Um, so we'll, we'll try and do it. I think the only difficult thing with you, you feel like you've achieved something great, but there's no trophy. So uh, we'll enjoy tonight and we'll enjoy uh, what we've done. But you know, we want to bring silverware here if we can in the future. The result moved Leicester above Leeds, but they're still in the relegation zone ahead of the final weekend of the season. Last night was very much a backs-against-the-wall job for Dean Smith's side. He says they'll be far more attacking at home to West Ham on Sunday. That was Leicester's first clean sheet in the league since the season resumed after the World Cup. To avoid relegation, Leicester have to beat West Ham and hope Everton don't win against Bournemouth at Goodison Park. Smith says they had to be defensive against Newcastle for obvious reasons. Kept a clean sheet, you know. First uh, in 22. Exactly, and that's a big thing, you know, mentally for the players. You know, it's the first clean sheet at half-time we've had in my, seven, my first seven games. So it was important that we did that. You know, you can't open up here and, and, and go at them with the momentum that they have. Um, so, yeah, it was a tough watch at times, but I think you could see the players were fighting for it. And, um, you know, uh, we've had a, a great chance right at the death. Former Ireland captain Emma Byrne says it's the right time for the women's senior team to play at the Aviva Stadium. The FAI announced yesterday that Vera Powell's side will play Northern Ireland in their first international at the Lansdowne Road venue in September. It's the opening game of their Nations League campaign. It'll take place on Saturday, the 23rd of September, a one o'clock kickoff. It'll also be Ireland's first competitive game after this summer's World Cup, which will be their first major tournament. Emma Byrne told the Koi Gig podcast, it's a good decision. It's all about timing and it is the right time. If you'd have asked me last year, I would have said no. I want to fill out uh, Tallis Stadium first. Um, we've we've done that pretty much and yeah I think it's a really great idea and it would be great a great way to gauge um, exactly how many people are going to support the girls From a former Ireland international to one very much in the present and for the future Evan Ferguson the Brighton strikers done an interview with Sky ahead of tomorrow's Premier League game at home to champions Manchester City in that he talked about the influence of Roberto De Zerbi. The 18-year-olds become a regular under the Italian and have scored 10 goals in all competitions. The Meath teenager said his first Premier League goal against Arsenal in late December is his favourite so far because it was his first. He was asked about potentially playing for England, which is obviously no longer an option because he played in a qualifier for Ireland against France. But anyway, he said he wouldn't be allowed back in Ireland by his dad if he switched allegiances to his mother's nationality. Andy Naylor, who covers Brighton for the Athletic, was on OTB AM earlier on to give some perspective on Ferguson's breakthrough season for the club. He is a really exciting prospect. The way he's come through this season in his sort of first proper season in the first team. Ten goals in 22 outings, which is pretty impressive. 
at the level he's playing at. The most prolific teenager in the Premier League, 18 years of age. What I really liked against Southampton uh, on Sunday in particular was his first goal, which was an important breakthrough. And it was just a shot, 15 yards out, angled drive, didn't think twice, bang. And it was it was actually the velocity of the shot that um, I mean Alex McCarthy. You could question the Southampton goalkeeper, but when you look at it again, I just don't think he was expecting it to be hit as hard as it was. He's just got no fear uh, at all, Evan. And then for the second goal, really good work by Kaori Matoma, another of Brighton's young stars down the left, and he was in the right place to put it away. So. Um, yeah, he's made a really big uh, impression with not just goals, but just his all-round game. Ireland's under-17 star Naj Razi says previous meetings with Hungary will have very little bearing on tonight's clash. They meet in a crucial group game at the European Championships. Ireland need a win to progress to the quarterfinals. Razi, who scored against Wales in the... Razi, who scored in the win over Wales on Saturday, says the players are determined to make it through. Obviously, it's a tournament. Obviously, going to be harder than last time we played them. So obviously we're going to prepare right today. We've worked very hard, we've played tough opponents, we've played in the elite phase, the, uh, the first phase unbeaten. And obviously we're going to go win the game on Tuesday. It'll be a very big moment for all our family and our country to get their quarterfinals. That game in Hungary kicks off at 7 o'clock. Three people have been arrested by Spanish police in connection with racist abuse suffered by Real Madrid forward Vinicius Jr. in the league match away to Valencia on Sunday. La Liga is calling for a change to Spanish law so the league has powers to help fight racism more effectively. It wants to be able to deliver financial penalties, bar fans from matches and even closed stadiums. The Association of Spanish Soccer Players has filed a hate crime complaint with Spanish prosecutors in a joint statement with the Movement Against Intolerance Group. The AFE says action has to be taken now. The organisations have challenged La Liga, the Spanish Football Federation and the government to act with sufficient forcefulness to tackle discrimination. The lights on Rio de Janeiro's iconic statue of Christ the Redeemer were turned off last night in a show of support for Vinicius. Meanwhile, four people suspected of hanging an effigy of the Brazilian international off a bridge in the Spanish capital in January have been arrested. St. Pats have handed John Daly the role of manager on a permanent basis following his successful spell as interim boss. The Saints part a company with Tim Clancy earlier in the month Daly was confirmed as the new manager yesterday. He's taken charge for the last four league games, taking nine points from a possible 12. They've beaten Cork City, Drogheda and Shelburne. The only defeat was against champions Shamrock Rovers. Michelle O'Neill has been chosen as an assistant referee for next month's Women's Champions League final. The League of Ireland official will work under Welsh referee Cheryl Foster for the match between Barcelona and Wolfsburg in Eindhoven. O'Neill also officiated a Champions League semi-final earlier in the competition and has been included on the list of assistant match officials for this summer's Women's World Cup. She was also one of the assistants for the 2019 World Cup final between the USA and the Netherlands. Juventus could miss out on European football next season. Italy's Federal Court of Appeal imposed a 10-point penalty on the Turin club for falsely inflating transfer fees to boost capital gains. The ruling came just before Juve's 4-1 defeat away to Empoli last night, which leaves them 7th in Serie A now. Juve were initially hit with a 15-point sanction in January, but that penalty was rescinded after an appeal. Luciano Spalletti is expected to leave Napoli at the end of the season following tensions with club president Aurelio De Laurentiis. However, the Serie A title-winning manager is not expected to join a new club next season. Spalletti spent two seasons in Naples. 
He's obviously adored by the players and fans, but he doesn't see eye to eye with the Laurentiis. Ryan Kent, Alan McGregor, Alfredo Morelos, Scott Airfield and Philip Hellander will all leave Rangers when their contracts are up this summer. But Stephen Davis, who's also out of contract in June, remains in discussions with the club about his future. Veteran goalkeeper McGregor has a testimonial match against Newcastle on the 18th of July. And Dutch police will use a television programme tonight to try and identify hooligans who caused trouble during West Ham's Conference League game at AZ Alkmaar last week. Photos of suspects will be broadcast to ask the public to help with identification. Police have set a deadline of four o'clock today for anyone involved in the ugly scenes to come forward if they don't want their photograph to be put on national TV. That's it for today's Football Daily. As always, you can subscribe to the OTB Football Podcast feed to hear the best football analysis, interviews and stories from Off The Ball. The Football Daily on Off The Ball.